Hi, welcome to Practical Wisdom Stories, Soul Searching. My name is Nikki Kleppel and I'm your host. And I'm so excited to have Ashley Williams join us today. Ashley. Hey, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me today. Great. Um, you know, one thing you just right from the beginning that I just really appreciate about you, Ashley, is um, how encouraging you are that um, how this interview came about is you were prompted to, you know, send me a note in LinkedIn messaging just saying that you um, like the podcast and what I'm doing. And I just can't tell you how meaningful that is. Um, I think a lot of us struggle with that imposter syndrome of like, oh gosh, what am I doing? Especially with kind of creative or like um, new things. And so thank you so much for doing that. That just meant a lot. I guess what prompted you to reach out to me? Of course. So um, it's funny because what really prompted me to reach out to you, I'm super active on LinkedIn and I'm always scrolling on LinkedIn like it is um, like a millennial scrolls on Instagram. So I, I had seen for a while uh, a lot of your posts that you were um, posting about soul searching. And so recently I've just been tapping into them, listening more and more. And one thing that I really value was the fact that you had um, a diverse group of individuals that you were getting perspective from. Mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of times when people have podcasts, it's so easy to just focus on, on your friends or focus in on people whose experiences look just like you. And I really valued that you didn't. Um, so that definitely stood out to me. In addition to, honestly, Nikki, I really enjoyed my time with you and Dale Carnegie. Aww. You have like an amazing spirit. So I just wanted to, you know, catch up with you. And then when you told me I could help by doing this, I was so for it. Oh, thank you. Well, that means so much to me. Um, especially both. I think there's like that foundation that we'd previously worked together that you were a client and a student. And so, you know, I think that really does build a, a foundation. Um, for making a connection because we're going to ask you, you know, personal questions. And so I know for other people listening, they may be like, wow, gosh, you know, she gets straight to it. But also <laughs> to realize, you know, that we work together for, you know, at least eight weeks and it's been, you know, years of being connected. So how much that human connection really matters. Um, so thank you. Uh, what was your favorite part of us working together? Like what was the biggest benefit that you got in the training? Yeah, so to be honest with you, I enjoyed the fact that you pushed each and every person in that class in a different way. Everyone had their strengths, everyone had their weaknesses, but you were somehow able to figure out what the strengths and weaknesses were for each person and um, uniquely tailor and target an experience for them. So for me, honestly, uh, in that class, I, I remember my favorite session was an emotional session for me where we had to tell a story that, um, you know, where we had to show a lot of emotion. And I never thought that I would have been able to get that vulnerable uh, with people at work. And now I feel more comfortable bringing myself to work just because of my experience in Dale Carnegie, honestly. Yeah, terrific. Do you remember what the story you shared was? The story was a, a personal story about my godbrother who was involved in, um, you know, just, he wasn't in a gang, but he got caught up because I think people were shooting and he got shot by like a stray bullet. And given that I was on the West Coast, so away from my family, um, and even though the story had happened a long time ago, it was just, when I talked about it, I thought I would be fine, but I got emotional just because 
to be honest, I wasn't around family. I didn't realize how it still affected me. I didn't realize that I didn't unpack some emotions. Yeah. And that day really um, helped me get through some things. Terrific. You know, it's interesting even just having you like retell, retelling of that story that a lot of times it's true, those emotions come up um, and we get resurfaced, which is, you know, I think it can be good and bad because sometimes when we do have you know, I think it's a reason to not complain, but, you know, if we have been hurt or tell a trauma story or whatever, it's like every time we tell it, like our body can almost like not tell the difference between reliving it and retelling it. So, and also on the positive side though, you know, if we can kind of train ourselves to think and talk about the good things that like we can also kind of train our brains to, to feel those more positive things. So thank you for um, just realizing that the impact that, you know, an experience in a training also then you applied at work and became more vulnerable and emotional with people and and, and you're doing it now for this audience and for sure. platform. <laughs> uh, you know we talked a little bit um before we started recording about how you are with family so you know can, tell us a little bit more about you know part of this idea of soul searching especially during you know this covid season is like gosh you know what makes us kind of think differently and so what has that experience been like to be back home? Yeah, so for me, um, it's put me in, a, in an amazing mental space, to be honest with you. Um, Seattle was a great or is a great place for me um, with my career because I felt like I was able to learn a ton about myself. However, um, being with family has been unmatched. I've been able to get back to my roots. Um, throughout the year, I actually took a social media fast. Um, because I was actually searching for answers and praying about certain things and I did not want external distractions. I just kind of wanted to be uh, pretty grounded in certain values that I had and being around, you know, people that I, um, you know, love and care for. Um, so to be honest, COVID has given me the opportunity to, like you said, uh, do some soul searching. And I've realized certain priorities that are extremely um, important to me at this stage in my life that I feel like had I been potentially away from home or had I been distracted by certain external forces, sometimes you get peer pressured into what other people around you are doing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I would have had some of those same revelations. Um, a couple things really piqued my interest, but one is the social media fast. So tell us about that and what were the benefits of doing that? Yeah, so um, that, that was supposed to be a three month fast and it turned into an eight and a half month fast. Okay. So I just got back on um, a couple weeks back around my birthday. Um, that started because um, just to be transparent with you, I'm religious and I felt like I was being called to get off of social media last year at the end of last year, but I just wasn't being obedient. Um, and then my boyfriend told me at the beginning of the year that he was getting off of social media and I was like, okay, maybe this is a, an external sign and yeah. now I have an accountability partner. So we did three months together and then at the end of three months, um, I just felt a calling to continue it. As I told you before we joined the call, I was actively looking for a new opportunity within Microsoft. And I felt like I wanted to focus specifically on that without distractions. Mm. So um, I continued to do it. And the opportunity came during that time and my focus was so clear. Okay. Uh, one thing I also, you know, my faith is really important in this idea of like signs, like even for example, you, um, like I actually, when I got that, I like read it to my family. I was like, you guys, you know, it was like, <laughs> it felt like a sign or like, you know, I do believe that 
God or universe or spirit or whatever, like works through people. And so thank you. Cause then you're that sign for me. So, um, tell us a little bit more. I think one of the things that's kind of confusing to me and to people is how do you know what's that voice in your head? That's like the ego and the voice in your head. That's kind of your, either your soul or your higher self. Like, how do you distinguish between those? Yeah, that's something that I am not going to lie to you that I still try to actively work through and figure out. Um, One way that I have been able to slowly but surely figure it out is um, when I have a piece about something. So say I have a sign to do, I don't know, to, to do something. And if I have an innate piece inside of me that makes me feel good about doing this, Um, things are lining up accurately and seamlessly to do it. Um, I typically take that as that is a voice for me from God. If there's a lot of confusion around, typically I'm like, maybe that's not the best direction for me to go, even if I mentally feel like it is. Um, I I really try to uh, lean on the side of, you know, wherever there's peace. Yeah. Okay. So just distilling it down to feeling that peace, like that's the sign. Yeah, for me, that's, that's worked. Great. You know, a, kind of a meditation, especially even when I'm walking or it's breathing, is feel good, feel God. You know, I just, they, they kind of, I love that. Like the same, you just take an O out, but you know, like for some reason, it's so true. It's like, okay, like that's, you know, if there's especially anxiety, like it's back to school and yeah, well, all the, you know, all the things, you know, it's like, okay, how do I feel good? That's my job. And you know, I think a lot of times, you know, um, I guess, we can think that there's, I guess, get distracted with all the things we should be doing. And, you know, something I tell myself and, you know, my kids, my students is like, our job is to be happy. You know, like, I, I know it's kind of cheesy to say I'm a joy spreader, but I'm like, joy is the most infallible sign of the presence of God. Like there's, you know, why should we be it, it, like ashamed to like make that our goal to, to, to feel happy or feel joy? Cause then you have more to give to other people like you did with me. For sure. Yeah. Um, is there a, either a mantra or a scripture that has, um, that guides you? Um, yes, I would say for me, it's, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, and that scripture reads, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, um, plans to prosper you and not harm you, um, plans to give you hope in the future. So for me, that scripture, it guides me because Nikki, I am very like, my life needs to be lined up in this way, very type A, very like, very ordered and thinking about what my next step should be. And that, that scripture really um, grounds me and makes me think about, mm-hmm. you know, Ashley, you can do all the planning in the world, but at the end of the day, there's a higher power that has yeah. already a beautiful plan for you and be okay with that plan. Yeah. Um, and so it's just given me peace and, um, and I'm the midst of all this craziness that's going on in the world, to be honest. Thank you. I think, you know, back to that soul searching, you know, now more than ever, I think there's a lot of like, why is this happening? What's going to happen? You know, and like just anxiety and just even as you were speaking that I was like, oh, just felt like reassurance mm-hmm. wash over me. So thank you. Um, it's so fun to be able to have a, a kind of a more meaningful and spiritual conversation with you. Um, how else, you know, at work, you know, what has been a, a relationship or a, a situation that you have been able to make a really meaningful connection with somebody over faith or something kind of higher level? Yeah. Um, I don't, let's say, 
With faith, I don't know if I have a specific example right now. I mean, there are people at work that I have talked to um, that are religious, and that just came quite naturally. But when I thought of your question, I actually thought of a situation where I had the opportunity to teach someone um, a little bit more about the injustices going on in this yeah. world. And that, for me, was a very hard conversation to have, especially for someone that was um, you know, higher ranking than me at my job. Okay. And um, as someone early in career, sometimes, like you say, you have imposter syndrome, you don't know when to speak up, but there is an opportunity to educate, honestly, um, some, some team members about, hey, here's why people are um, rioting. Here's why there has been violence in the streets. It's because African-Americans for years um, have been systemically um you know, killed and there are things in our system that just aren't right. And so I had to have that conversation, but I had to have that conversation in love um, and kindness with um, people around me that, you know, weren't familiar typically with um, my background. And here's a chance to do that. So if, how would you um, have that difficult conversation, you know, with me and our listeners? Yeah, so um, that conversation specifically started because there was an opinion said that personally, um, you know, was, was pretty offensive. But if we were having a conversation... Could you share what that was? Because I think some of the fear that people have is saying stuff and being offensive and not even knowing it. Yeah, so um, when a lot of the riots started um, and people were, were in the streets looting, um, a comment was made like, wow, it's getting pretty scary out here. I have to get my, my gun so I can stay safe. And as an African-American woman, I was thinking it's scary for us because we're getting killed. Um, and I'm sorry that, you know, looting is happening, but you have to also acknowledge why people are upset. So um, in that conversation, in a conversation that I have with someone, I really think it's important, one, to understand both perspectives. So education is key. So one, I share my perspective, but two, I can't discount your perspective and I have to also acknowledge and understand what background you have. Once we have a conversation to understand backgrounds, then I can say, hey, um, for X, Y, and Z reason, this is why that comment was offensive because of some personal issues that I've gone through. Um, personally, I grew up with a father who was a police officer. I have no issues with police officers, mm -hmm. but I also know that as an African-American woman, I have to be extremely conscious of how I move around police officers. Right. Um, so just sharing my reality with people, but also understanding and um, being compassionate about the background they have as well has worked for me. And then once we both are um, educated, you know, I would hope that that person then starts to make a decision that is inclusive of both parties and those around them. Yeah. Ashley, how amazing that you really can have both sides of that, you know, within one person, you know, to be a black <laughs> woman and, you know, like all cops are good, you know, kind of a feeling of like, you know, I'm sure your experience was positive. So to be able to kind of bridge that gap in that way. So how has that been helpful for you? It's been extremely tough to be very honest with you okay. because, um, like I said, I have never been against police officers, right. but at the same time, I can also recognize right and wrong. And a lot of these situations just have not ended how they needed to end. Right. Um, so I personally think that there are police officers that are good, just like I think there are people out there that are good. 
right. but there are bad apples and there are people who mm-hmm. abuse their power. Right. Um, as an African-American woman, I recognize that regardless of whatever title I might have at work eventually or um, however you know high ranking I become in the system, I personally think that um, if a police officer pulls me over, they don't know Ashley Williams that works at Microsoft. They just know this black woman. Right. And that's all they sometimes have time to know, which is quite unfair. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been very tough. It's something that, to be honest with you, I was keeping it together pretty good up until last week. But last week's event, um, or the week before, has actually really have gotten to me recently. Right. Um, why has that been more of a tipping point? It's funny, Nikki, I can't tell you why. I think it's just been more so like how much are how much more are we gonna keep taking? Yeah. Um, especially when in 2020 so much has already happened. It's just like, you know, every person at a certain point has their breaking point. Yeah. And so when I heard about Jacob Blake, I was just like, like, are you are you serious? Like with right. all of this I know. Um, attention on it right now, why would someone do this right now? Right. Yeah, thank you. Um, one of the things you mentioned earlier that you know also ties in is around like our core values. And you said you you know done a lot of soul searching, and you know part of going back home is like knowing what your values are. Um, what are they, and how have they been helpful for you? I guess both during job search as well as like dealing with social injustice. Yeah. So um, the job search process taught me a lot. It taught me, to be honest, to uh, stay, stand firm and stay strong and know what it is that you want. Uh, there were times throughout the process where I could have taken the easy route out, but um, I think you should always know your value as a professional, mm-hmm. uh, and especially as a woman, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. In addition to that, uh, I've also learned a lot about patience. Since I was a little girl, I have not had a ton of patience, but this journey in this year, um, my patience has grown. Um, with social injustice and with what's going on in the world. Um, a huge lesson that I've learned is one, you never know what people are going through, so be kind at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are dealing with things mentally, uh, physically, that you that they would never share with you. So I'm trying to make a practice of being kind to those around me, even if that's not reciprocated back to me. That's not my problem. I just want to make sure that I'm instilling Mm-hmm. Um, positive values in those around me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And I, I love you um, talking about being a little girl and just imagining that. So what is a story from your childhood that um, is grounding for you or, or kind of reminds you who you are or like maybe even developed the sense of, you know, confidence and grace that we see today? Yeah. So I wouldn't pinpoint a specific story, but I will say the environment will describe the environment that I was uh, brought up in. So I, specifically within Maryland, I was raised in Prince George's County. And Prince George's County is um, the most affluent African-American county in the nation. So I grew up with uh, friends whose parents were doing amazing things in the community. So as a young girl, I always thought that the world is my oyster. I never thought about the color of my skin being a barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I started going, I started getting older. Um, in high school, clearly there were people that did not look like me. In college, I went to an HBCU, so a historically black college or university. I went to Hampton University, um, but my internship experiences were like on Wall Street. I didn't, I didn't necessarily see people that always looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ex- 
experience evident racism, like people saying crazy things to my face, even mm. in my work experiences, and to an extent also when I transitioned to Seattle. Um, however, one thing that's kept me uh, rooted is that that hope of still thinking that, hey, Ashley, you can achieve anything you want to. People that you grew up with did it, people's parents that you grew up with did it, you know, so don't let the opinions of others, you know, stop you from uh, having whatever goals you have in mind. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that seeing what's possible is so important. So thank you for um, confirming that as well. Um, you t uh, talked, um, we talked a little bit earlier, but tell us about your job being the liaison uh, with Michelle Obama. What was that yeah. like? That was, so I did, I had that opportunity in college. Uh, so like I said, I went to Hampton University. So I was selected as a White House HBCU All-Star. And what that means is I was an ambassador uh, essentially for the White House and I could pick an initiative that I was interested in. So I raised my hand for an initiative called Let Girls Learn. And that was really rooted in the fact that millions of girls uh, throughout the world don't have access to education for reasons like people don't view them as worthy or two, they don't have care during certain times of the month, or they have siblings to take care of. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to advocate for that. So I put together many programs um, talking about that issue, developed mentors for people in the community. So I just wanted to do my part in order to do something about that problem. And I'm actually yeah. really passionate about that. I would love to somehow um, still work on something like that going forward. I wish I would have met Michelle Obama. I didn't. I wish I would have, but um, I'm really, you know, excited about the work that she's doing in that space. Yeah. And you're still doing it. You know, even here now you're adding, <laughs> hopefully there's people listening that will be inspired as well. So you're, you know, we still see that same um, core value of helping and inspiring and educating. So thank you. If you were to put like practical wisdom, like what would be um, a piece of advice that you would um, leave us with? Okay, so a piece of advice that I would leave everyone with um, is, to be honest, three things. One, be kind. Two, stay hopeful. And three, stay rooted in your values. Um, I think all three of those keep a person grounded at the end of the day and will help us all together get through the situation that we're dealing with right now. Amazing. And also, just since you're fresh out of the interview, what advice would you give for uh, people who are going through an interview process? Yeah, I would say also be very confident in your abilities and your skills. Um, don't doubt yourself, but also have your story together. Understand the experiences that have led you to this moment um, and to be able to have a, a framework of being able to sell yourself and tell them why this next opportunity makes sense for your journey. After mm -hmm. that, just trust the process and understand that what's meant to be will be. Yay, terrific. Oh, Ashley, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, just your energy is just so radiant. Um, <laughs> so thank you. I just, I, we really can see that um, light from within comes out. So thank you for um, joining us and reaching out and being so encouraging and uplifting. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. You're the best. <laughs> oh.